Good morning, good morning, good morning. It's wonderful to see you here today. Uh, I'm really pleased to be able to enjoy our worship session that we had this morning. Just incredible to hear the praises of this house just arise. And we talked last week uh, when we shared our vision uh, for the year ahead and the years to come. We talked last week about a whole swathe of things. And one of the things we talked about was our, our core values as a church, things that we value, things that we uh, hold at the very core of who we are, and one of those things is authenticity, uh, and just to be able to come and, and worship so authentically in a place where people are just so connected with God it, it is incredible, and such a blessing to be able to be part of that. Uh, so well done everybody for entering in to worship this morning, and, and I, I pray that that's just something that continues to build in this place, and we've got some great stuff we want to share with you a little bit later today. Uh, about some of the things that are happening in this church and, and some of the ways that you can get connected with worship and prayer and all of these good things that help connect us with God. So this morning I'm going to be continuing our look at vision, 2020 vision. Uh, as we said last week, this is a vision that we feel is very much for this year, but also for the years ahead, for the decades ahead. This is a vision that we feel is going to see a generation arise in this place that's going to do some amazing and wonderful things for God. Um, and we talked last week about how we've come up with this updated strapline, this updated slogan for our church. We've come up with this uh, little strapline, discover who God created you to be. And I would love for us all to be able to memorize that, to be able to memorize the discover who God created you to be. So that when we go out into the world and when we talk to our friends and we talk to our work colleagues and our family and they ask us the question, what is your church all about? What is it like at your church? What will happen if I come to your church? We will be able to respond to them. That it is a place where they can discover who God created them to be. They can discover who God created them to be. And that's what we want this place to be, a place where people can come and discover who God created them to be. And we also talked about last week our, our new uh, mission for the church, how we'd sum this up in three words, connect, grow, and thrive. Connect, grow, and thrive. And what we're going to be doing over the next uh, three weeks, including today, is just taking a little bit more uh, of a look under the hood, putting some meat on the bones of those three words, and thinking about what does it mean to connect, what does it mean to grow, and what does it mean to thrive for us as a church. And as a church, we want to be a place where people can come and connect to God. We want to be a place where we are connected to God. We want to be a people who are connected to God. We want to be a people who are connected to people, connected to our local community, connected to our friends and our neighbours and our workplaces. And we want to be a, a people who are connected to God's church. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that. But also we want to be a people who are growing. We want to be a people who are growing spiritually, emotionally and relationally into the person that God created us to be. And we also want to thrive as that person and help others go on that same journey of connection, growth, and thriving as the person that God created them to be. So that's the vision and the mission we feel for this church that's summed up in those three, those three uh, words. And as we step out into that mission, we want to do it in line with those core values, with those beliefs, with those things that uh, we, we say about ourselves, because this is who we are. We want to be a people who are uh, marked by love. I love that verse uh, from Colossians 3.14, where it talks about, above all these things, and all these things are all good things. Above all these things, put on love. Put on love. And I like to think about that verse. It's like putting on the uniform of heaven. The uniform of heaven is love. And so as we go from this place and we connect with people and we connect with God and we connect with the church and we grow as people, we do it wearing that uniform of heaven of love. And we do it as a people who are full of faith. 
people who are sound in their doctrine, sound in their understanding of Scripture, sound in their understanding of God's work, and people who are full of the Holy Spirit, people who are empowered and equipped to go out into the world and to connect with people through the power of the Holy Spirit. We want to do that authentically because the world can spot a fake a mile away. We're not about uh, building something up into something that it's not. We're not about pretending to be people we're not. We're about living authentically. And one of my great prayers for this church this year is that we would be a people who are completely set free from the fear of man. Completely set free from the fear of man. So we're not worried about what will somebody think if I say this. What will somebody do if I look like that? What will somebody say when I uh, declare this truth? All we're thinking about is how do I authentically represent who God has created me to be as one of his sons or his daughters. And we want to do that courageously. Those two go together. It takes courage to operate as a Christian in this world, and we want to be people of courage. People who are bold and courageous to step out and do the right thing and say the right thing and be the right person. And we want to be a people who are full of action. It's not just about words. It's not just about me stood up here uh, um, casting a bit of vision. It's about us all together doing stuff, doing the things that will make a difference in this world, connecting with people, putting ourselves into a place where we're outside of our comfort zone, but knowing that we're doing that so we can bring glory to God. And so that is the vision that we're, we're talking about. We want to be a place where people can discover who God created them to be. We want to do that through a process of connection, of growth, and, and of thriving. And we want to do it as people who are uh, marked by love, who are faith-filled, who are authentic in what they do, and who are courageous in doing it, and who are marked by action, who's, uh, let, who let their deeds shine before the world so that the world can give glory to God. That's who we are, that's who we want to be, that is the journey we're going on. And I want to today just to focus a little bit more on this connection. What does it mean for us to connect? And when we talk about connecting, we can look at it broadly through three main areas, though they're not exclusive. We can think about it in these areas. We can think about connecting to God, connecting to people or our community, and connecting to his church, connecting to the church. And so we want to just look at those little three things today. And I want to start in the place that we should always start. I want to start with connecting to God. I want to start with connecting to God. And when we talk about connecting with God, I think we have to understand, firstly, the, the, the basic truth of the Bible, the basic truth of the gospel, in that we're not here by accident. This life is not all there is. It's not made up of just of what we see, hear, touch, taste, and smell. There's way more to it than that. And each of us were created to have communion with God, to be in relationship with him, but our rebellion against him and our sin drove a wedge between us and God. So that connection was broken, and there's no way in our own power that we could ever connect again to God. We cannot be good enough for him now. But God, but God, but God in his infinite mercy and his infinite grace has made a way. God has made a way for us to come back into connection with him. He would not be frustrated by our own inability to live the life that he created us to live. Instead, he sent his son 2,000 years ago to create a connection point for us to come back to God. We're going to sing a song uh, after we finish this talk, and it, and it has this lyric in it. It's a wonderful expression of what God did. It says, from a throne of endless glory, 
to a cradle in the dirt. He came. He came for us. He came to create a way where we could come back to him. And through Jesus and his life, death, and resurrection, he ushered in a new age where we can be reconciled and brought back into relationship with God. And as we connect with him, he connects us with our true purpose and our true identity in him. And he reveals to us who we all were created to be. So when we talk about connecting with God, I think we need to understand, first and foremost, it's God who's made the way. It's God who's allowed us to connect with him. It's not about us. It's about what he has done. Because God has done what was impossible for man. God did by sending his son in the likeness of mankind. John 14, verses 6 to 7, Jesus says this. He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you, really know, if, if you really know me, you will know my Father as well. For now, From now on, you do know him and have seen him. And I love that statement that Jesus makes. I am the way, the truth, and the life. There is no other. It is him. It's an exclusive claim. He's saying every other way that you've thought about connecting with God, every other way you've looked at connecting with God, every other way you've tried it will not work. I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. And Paul, the Apostle Paul, he takes that message, takes the gospel message. He goes to Ephesus, this city in Greece, which had this huge temple and the whole economy, the whole, uh, everything in the city revolved around this temple and the religiosity that, that, that took place there. The Bible tells us that Paul goes and he shares this message of the gospel with the people of Ephesus. And it says that those who believed, who used to practice divination, who used to practice all kinds of spirituality in an effort to connect with God, what they did when they received that message and believed that message, they took all of the things that they bought to help them do that, all of those things that they bought to help them do that divination and trying to connect with God in various different ways, idols and whatnot. I guess in our language today, it might be things like tarot cards and crystals and all of that new age stuff that you may have come across. They take all of those things. The Bible says those things were worth 50,000 drachmas. A drachma was one day's wage. So in our day, 50,000 drachmas is worth 4 million pounds. They take all of those things that they previously used in an effort to connect with God and they throw them in a fire because they understand that they have now received the one thing that can allow them to connect with God. The one thing that can bring them back into relationship with God. They understand the surpassing value of Jesus. And this morning, I want you to get hold of that. I want you to get hold of the fact that Jesus is enough. Jesus is the one thing that brings us back into connection with God. And so this year, I want to encourage you to go deeper with Jesus, to fix your eyes and focus on him and him alone. And if there are any other things in your life, things that previously you may have looked at as ways to connect with God, I want you to throw them on the fire. Throw them on the fire and take hold of Jesus, the one who is above all, the one whose name is above every other name. And so as we look at uh, uh, connecting, we have to uh, look at Jesus as our, con- as our jumping off point. He is the person who, uh, through whom we can connect with God. And we have to place an incredibly high value on him. That's why I pray this year that we would be free from the fear of man. Because I don't want anything to stop us from connecting uh, to God this year at a deeper level. And if God is our number one, if God is God, if we allow him to be who he is, then nothing else can take him, 
nothing else can take his place and nothing can stop us from becoming who he's created us to be if we keep him as our number one. And when we connect with God, you know, there's something really special that begins to happen. As we begin to connect with God, God begins to connect us with our purpose and our true identity in him. You know, you'll never understand who you are unless you get hold of who God is. And you can only do that through Jesus. It's the only way you will ever connect with your true identity and your true purpose and your true destiny. And I love those stories in the Bible. Times where God meets with somebody and um, he changes their name. And it's like through the changing of his name, uh, through the changing of their name, he, he reveals to them uh, a little bit more about their destiny and their identity. And he goes to Abraham, who was called Abram. He changes his name from Abram to Abraham. And Abram means exalted father. That time, Abram was like a father figure to many, but he didn't have any children of his own. And God says, I'm going to change your name to Abraham which means father of many nations, and I'm going to bless you, and through you the whole world will be blessed. And it's this great uh, revealing of the purpose and destiny that Abraham was to fulfill. He does this too to uh, Abraham's wife, Sarai, whose name means princess, and he simply changes her name to Sarah, which means my princess. How uh, small a change, but how beautiful a change that is, a revealing of her destiny and identity as his special princess. He does that as well to Jacob, doesn't he? Later in the story, you know, the story of Jacob and his twin brother Esau. And Jacob is named because, uh, and his name means supplanter. He came out grasping the heel. And we know the story, don't we, of how Jacob, he, he tricked his brother into giving him his birthright and then tricked his father into getting the blessing. Uh, and he, he had to flee for fear of his life. But then he comes back, and before he crosses into his brother's territory, he meets an angel of the Lord, and he wrestles with him. And he says, I won't let you go until you bless me. And then God, the angel of the Lord, blesses him and said, your name is no longer Jacob, it is now Israel, which means you will rule as God. He's unveiling his destiny, his identity to him. And then again, in the New Testament, Jesus does this with Simon Peter. Simon, whose name means he has heard, changes his name to Peter, which means rock, and makes this amazing declaration where he says, upon this rock, I will build my church. When we connect with God, he connects us with our purpose and our identity at a greater and deeper level. Something that amazes, amazes me that can happen as we connect with God and we begin to walk in that connection through Jesus. We begin to put on that identity as sons and daughters of the King. And I want everybody this year to choose to walk in a greater level of connection with God so that through that greater connection, uh, of, uh, greater connection with God, we can begin to step into the destiny and the identity that he has for each of us at a greater level. And as a church, we want to present opportunities where people can connect with God. We want to do that in all kinds of different ways, and we spoke last week about some of these. We talked about our prayer initiative. We've entitled it The Engine Room because we believe that a a church that prays is a church that moves forward. A church that prays is a church that's effective, and a church that prays is a church that is powerful. We believe a, a, a prayer meeting can be a place where you can connect with God in a new way. You can connect with God in a way that reveals your identity and part of your purpose as a person who is called to pray, who is called to intercede, who is called to lift up this place, this nation, this world to God. You are a powerful people 
when you take hold of the gift of prayer. And so I want to encourage you to become part of that initiative, to get here on, on a Thursday night and, and plug yourself into prayer because the world, need church, the world needs churches that pray. And Lincoln needs a church that's praying. And this location needs a church that is praying. So let's become who we were created to be. And as we begin to pray, I think we begin to walk in the authority that God has given us. Uh, as, as we continue to read John 14, if you go down to verses 12 and 14, it says, Jesus speaking again, he says, Very truly, I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing. And they will do even greater things than these because I am going to the Father. And I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. You may ask me for anything in my name and I'll do it. The engine room is an ideal opportunity to come and be part of a corporate atmosphere of prayer where you can be one of those people who, whoever believes in me, that's you. If you believe in him, you're included in the whoever. That's you. You can come and be part of that atmosphere and that environment where we as a community begin to intercede, where we as a church begin to intercede for our community and our country, where we as a church uh, begin to ask God for these good things to happen. It's a great place to connect with God through prayer. It's an opportunity to connect with him. And each of us has that God-given gift of prayer. It's not just to be operated in a communal sense. It's to be operated individually. He's given you the gift. It's up to you to unwrap it and take it out of the box. He's given you the gift of prayer. You can use it wherever you are, wherever you go, whatever circumstance you are in. Whenever, whatever time you have, you can operate in the power of prayer. You can step into your heavenly authority and begin to operate at a new level as you connect with God through prayer. And you can ask Christians around the world, what's the number one spiritual discipline that you would like to increase this year in your life? Time and time and time again, people will say, I want to pray more. I want to pray more. I want to pray more. Choose today to make the decision to do it. If you want to uh, get encouraged in prayer, I want to encourage you to come along to a Thursday night. This Thursday, the whole of Lincoln City is meeting at Bridge Church on 7.30, and we're going to pray for this city. That is a great environment to step into. If you are somebody who wants to go up a level in prayer this year, I want to encourage you to be there on Thursday night. Step into that environment and become stirred up in the gift of prayer. Unwrap the box Take the gift out of the box and begin to operate in it. It's time we got hold of it. It's time for us to be stirred in prayer. It's time for us to be connected at a deeper level in prayer with God. Also, last week, we talked just a very little bit about our Sunday night service and how we have this desire to do something that's just a little bit different, something that we believe will offer us, again, another opportunity to connect with God, to go deeper with him, to connect with his Holy Spirit and just see what God will do in this place. And we have a little video that we'd like just to show to you this morning, just to whet your appetite a little bit.
Revelation 5 says, Then I looked and I heard the voice of many angels numbering thousands upon thousands and 10,000 times 10,000. They encircled the throne and the living creatures and the elders. And in a loud voice they were saying, Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and praise. Then I heard every creature in heaven and on earth and under the earth and on the sea and all that is in them saying, To him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb be praise and honor and glory and power forever and ever. On Sunday evening next week at 6.30, we want to invite you to become part of that circle. To step into a place where we can connect with God at a great level. We've experienced a wonderful time of worship this morning. How much greater would it be if we could come with the intention of stepping into a place of worship that mirrors the image we're given in Revelation 5, where all of creation gathers and sings praise to the Lamb who was slain. That's the kind of atmosphere we want to create on our Sunday evening throne room events. And it's not because we want to um, chase an experience. It's because we want to pursue his presence. We want to go to where he's taken us. We want to just come and worship the King of Kings. We want to fall on our knees and say, you are worthy. You are worthy of all of this. And we just want to see what he wants to do. We're going to meet with him and we're going to see what he wants to do. And it may be that that's a little bit different for you. It might be slightly outside of your comfort zone. But remember, we're a courageous people. We're courageously stepping into new things this year to take hold of everything that God has for us and to put ourselves in a position where we can begin to become the people that he's created us to be. And so I want to encourage you to be here next Sunday at 6.30 to come and join the circle, to come and be part of that praise and worship evening as we seek God for everything he has. Courageously step in into that place that's outside of your comfort zone and meet with God. Go deeper with him. Connect with the Holy Spirit, perhaps like never before, and see what God will do in this place where we meet and we just lift up his name. And in addition to those initiatives, we are going to be continuing to uh, meet on Sunday mornings. Of course we are. Uh, We've got some wonderful preaching lined up for you this year. And uh, in the first half of this year, we're going to look at two books of the Bible. We're going to journey through the book of Jonah. We're going to journey through the book of Acts together. And we've chosen these books because both of them contain um, incredible um, reminders of God's heart to connect with people. God has a heart to get the message out there. God has a heart and a desire to connect with people in this world. And so we want to do that. We want to encourage you, we want to build you up, and we want to see examples of how the heroes of the faith have run before us and connected with people. So we're going to connect uh, with those books this year, and we're going to go deeper with God's Word. We want to be led by His Spirit. We want to press into God's Word. We want to ask the Holy Spirit to reveal it to us so that we can catch hold of something a little bit greater, a little bit deeper, a little bit bigger than ourselves, and we can be stirred up again to go out and connect. And all of these things are wonderful, and all of these things are great. Initiatives are wonderful, and preaching is great, and it all has its purpose, and meetings together are fantastic. But you know what? The thing that is really going to make the difference is when we as individuals stand up and say, I choose this year to be a year of connection. I choose this year as an individual to connect myself with God at a greater level than I have before. That means that I choose this year to prioritize some of the things that perhaps I haven't prioritized in the year ahead, in the year behind. 
I choose this year to prioritize God. I choose that I'm going to prioritize you over spending an evening on the sofa. I'm going to prioritize you over having a lion in the morning because I'm going to get up. I'm going to put my head into your word. I'm going to receive your instruction for me. I'm going to receive your word. I'm going to receive your encouragement. I choose to prioritize you, God. I choose to come and worship you, God. Even when things in my life are not good, I choose to come and worship the God who is good over my life. We are stepping into that place. It's time to get hold. It's time to become serious about God because God is serious about you. It's time for us to step up and to connect with God and choose to do it as individuals. And as individuals, as we get hold of connecting with God, I believe he will carry us into connecting with people. Carry us into connecting with people. And when we connect um, with people, I believe we begin to step into our purpose. Because I believe that every single person's purpose Part of your purpose is to connect with the people around you. Part of your purpose is to connect with your family, with your friends, with your circle of work colleagues, with your community. Part of your purpose, part of my purpose, is to connect with those people around us who don't yet know Jesus. You can look at um, the great commandment, the great commission in Matthew 22, Matthew 28, that declare that we should love our neighbor as we love ourselves, and that we should go in his name and make disciples of all the nation. Connecting with those around us and connecting with the communities that we are in is all part of the person who God created us to be. And so as we go from this place we, and step out into those connections, we step into the purpose that God has for our lives. And this year, we're looking to engage the community at a far greater level than we ever have before. And we've done some wonderful things in, in the past year. Even in, in 2019, we did some incredible things. I'm so proud of our team on Tuesday afternoons at Oasis who do such a wonderful job of connecting with the people week in, week out. There's always a connection point. There's always a clear gospel message. There's always uh, incredible conversations happening around the room where people are encouraged, where people are challenged, where people are stirred up, where people can come and and have a Christian connection and have influence uh, into their lives and, and sow a little something of Jesus into people's lives. It's such a fantastic success story. If you've never been to Oasis on a Tuesday, I want to encourage you, if you ever get the opportunity, just come down. Just come down and see what it's like, see what's happening, because what you'll find is authentic people having authentic conversations, being courageous about their faith and connecting with the community. It's a wonderful thing to be part of and a wonderful thing to see. We, too, have done a wonderful job with our kids' work as well, uh, particularly Paul and Chantel Claxton, have done a, a fantastic job of connecting with the children in this community through events like Champion, which we ran over the summer last year. A great success. Uh, the second year we've run it, I really hope we continue to build on that this year and connect with the children. Uh, we're doing some amazing work in connecting with the local schools as well. At Christmas, we had a, we had a local school come in here and do a service uh, with the kids for all their mums and dads. The place was full and we were able just to connect with people as they came in. It was wonderful to see. And our kids' work is doing, is doing so well in connecting with people. Uh, and all of these things are great, and we want to look to continue them and build on them and do some more things alongside them because we do want 2020 to be the year of connection, the year of going out, the year when this church goes beyond these walls and begins to impact uh, this community in the most effective way it can do. And the most effective way for us to impact this community is for us as individuals to embrace that call. Us as individuals to press in. Every single one of us has multiple occasions throughout every single day to speak to people, to build relationships, to share the gospel, 
to be a good witness, to demonstrate what God has done in our lives, to tell a story, to share a testimony, to do a good work, to be a good neighbor, to love people, to maybe even invite people to church. We all have those opportunities every day. And, you know, God has this incredible desire to connect with the people he created. God has this incredible desire to connect with the people he created. That's why he sent his son 2,000 years ago, so that, so that he could connect again with his people, with the people he created. And you know what? God's number one vehicle for connecting with people is these days. It's the church. And the church is you and me. It's God's number one vehicle for connecting with people. That's why he's given us the Holy Spirit. That's why he's empowered and equipped us to get out there and to connect with people and to share the good news of the gospel. We have to take that seriously. We have to get hold of that. We want this year to be the year where we all, as individuals, choose to connect. We talked last week, didn't we, about how the prospect of doing that might feel a little bit daunting. How we could be tempted to think that, well, maybe we just need to grow. Or I just need to get a bit more confident. Or I need to read my Bible more so that I understand more. Or I need to do this or I need to do that. Or I need to employ this strategy or that strategy. We cannot ever afford to adopt that mindset. We cannot ever afford to wait until we're ready because if we wait until we're ready, we'll never go. We will never go if we wait until we're ready and we will never see what we've been purposed to see if we don't start on beginning that journey of becoming who we were created to be. We have to choose as individuals to go, even when it's scary because we're courageous, because we're bold and we take action. We need to do what leads us to become who we were created to be. We need to do the things that lead us to become the person we were created to be. That's why it's so important that one of our core beliefs is courage. Because going on that journey is going to be scary. And it will take us out of our comfort zone. And it will mean that you will have to do things that might frighten you a little bit. But you know what? That's good. That's good. That's the place where when we step out of our comfort zone, we step into the comforter's zone. We step into the place where the Holy Spirit can come in. We go beyond ourselves. We make room for him to come in. We make room for him to move. And I want to challenge every single person here today I want to give you this challenge. Who is the one person? All I'm talking about is one. Who is the one person this year who you are intentionally going to connect with? It could be a family member. It could be a friend. It could be a work colleague. It could be uh, somebody in the community. Who's that one person you are intentionally going to connect with this year? If you have someone in your mind right now, write their name down. Write it in your Bible, put it on your phone, put it in a business card, stick it in your wallet, take it with you, carry it with you everywhere you go because we all need to get hold of this challenge. That one person, who is the one person that I'm going to be courageous enough to speak to about Jesus this year? Who is that one person who I'm going to be courageous enough to pray with this year or pray over? Who's that one person this year that I'm going to ask God for a word of prophecy for? And when he gives me that word, who I'm going to be courageous enough to deliver that word? Who's that one person that I'm working on? Who is that one person that I'm going to bring to know Jesus this year? Who is that one person I'm going to bring to church? We spoke last last week, didn't we, about that promise in Leviticus 26.8 that says 100 will chase 10,000. Do you know what? As a church of 150, if we get hold of this one-person challenge, if each of us went out and brought one person to know the Lord this year and taught that one person to do the same next year, and year and year and year and year, we went again and again and again. In six years, just six years, we'd have 9,600 people who don't know Jesus saved. 100 will chase 10,000. It's possible, and it all starts with one. 
Everybody can get one. It's achievable. All it takes is for us to resolve in our heart that this year, God, I'm going to go and I'm going to get one for you. I'm going to go and I'm going to get one for you. Let's begin with one. Let's be faithful. Let's be courageous. Let's be bold. Let's be people of action who step out and say, this year, I'm going after the one. I'm going after the one. Let's do it. Begin now to pray over that person. If you don't have a person in mind, pray and ask God to give you one. Pray for him to open doors of opportunity so that you can speak into the life of one person this year and lead them to Jesus. And finally this morning, we want to connect with God. We want to connect with the community and we want to connect with the church. We want to connect with the church. As a Christian, I do not believe that the church is an optional extra. When you go and buy a phone... They ask you, would you like this? Would you like this level of coverage? Would you like this amount of data? Would you like this many texts? Would you like this, that, and the other? All of those things are optional extras. When you become a Christian, church is not an optional extra. Church is not an optional extra. It's not something that we can uh, take or leave. It's something that we all need to get hold of as core to the identity of who we are. We have to understand what it means to be the gathered body of Christ. To understand what it means to be the bride of Christ as something that's essential to our ongoing life. And I'm convinced that as we go on this journey of connecting and growing and thriving as the person that God created us to be, we need to do it inside of the context that he's given us, which is the church. Jesus said those words, didn't he? He would build his church and the gates of hell would not prevail against it. He would build his church and the gates of hell would not prevail against it. The church, the ecclesia, the called out ones, the people set apart, that's who we are. We need to get hold of that. That royal priesthood that's talked about in Peter's letters and also pictured in Revelation 5 that we read earlier, it's not so much an individual identity as it is a corporate one. And it's so important that we plug ourselves into the church in this local context that we have right here. It's so important that we get hold of it. Hebrews 10, 24 reminds us, let's consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds. You could read that. Let's consider how we might encourage one another to be courageous and to get out there and connect with people through our work and good deeds. Not giving up meeting together, but uh, as some are in the habit of doing, but all the more. As we see the day approaching, gathering, encouraging, and going again. If you want a sign, I believe, that you're growing into the person that God created you to be, one of those signs of your growing spiritual maturity is that you begin to develop a love for his church. You begin to develop a love for God's church. And that includes all of the foibles that come with being part of a church. You know, sometimes it's difficult to come and be part of a church where there's people who do things that rub you up the wrong way or say things that uh, you don't particularly like or people that maybe bristle around the edges or some people that maybe smell a bit odd or whatever else it is, you know. Um, might be me this morning, I don't know. But <laughs> all of those things, all of those things are the same things that you find in any family. The same things you find in any family. And the family that God has given us as his sons and daughters, is his church. His purpose is to be part of it. Let's step into it. Let's connect with it. Let's embrace being part of the church with all of its foibles, all of its deficiencies, all of the brokenness of the people within it. God loves it all, and so should we. God loves it all, and so should we. We have to get hold of that. We need to be people who connect with the church. And we've, we've talked about how uh, we want to present opportunities to connect with God Sunday mornings, Sunday evenings, prayer nights. They're all places you can connect with the church as well. And as we move into 2020, it's, it's time to really engage with the church. 
I'm really excited about what we're going to be sharing in a couple of weeks' time when we're talking about um, life groups and we're sort of uh, re-envisioning what a life group is and, and what a part of our life it plays. We're going to be looking at that through a, a series that we've called Small Groups, Great Purpose, because I believe there really is the power to change the world within small groups. Jesus did it with 12 men. We can do it too. Greater works, greater works, remember. Whoever believes... Greater works will they do. We have to um, get serious about the church. It's time to plug ourselves in. Not so we can grow an organization here, but so that God can grow his sons and daughters. And we can go out. We can go out. I'm really incredibly proud of the people who put all of their time and effort and energy, their money, their prayer, their attention, their care into everything that goes on here in the church. And I've spoken already about some of the amazing successes we've had, particularly in our kids' work last year. And our kids' work is doing incredible things through Acorns, Life Kids, and Youth. We're raising a generation of world changers, and we're really seeing some incredible fruit. Listen to the stories that's coming out of the youth. Go and ask them what's happening when they get together, when they meet. They're beginning to walk in gifts of prophecy, gifts of knowledge. You know, they're being courageous, they're stepping out, trying these things, beginning to walk in those things, and I'm so proud of what they're doing. But you know what? Our kids' work is a place where we're desperate for people to help, to come and serve and to give their time. If you uh, could give, even if it's just one Sunday a a month or maybe just a couple of times a year, you would like to be involved in our kids' work, please, I would encourage you just to pray over that. Even if it's not something that sounds like it's particularly for you, I want to encourage you to pray. Seek God over it and see it, as a, see it as an offering. See it as worship. See it as a, as a sacrifice you're going to, willing to make because you want to invest in what God is doing in our young people. We need to be people who get hold of God's, uh, God's desire for his church to flourish. And we need to plug ourselves in. We need to uh, catch hold of that. Uh, and we cannot ever afford to look at church and see it as an optional extra. When we look at church and see it as an option extra, I believe that's not living in a way that's worthy of the calling that we've received. God loves his church, so should we. God loves his church, so should we. So let's bring this to a close now, and the band can come back. and We'll wrap up. In 2020, I think God is calling this church to a year of connection. To become a people of connection, to see people connect to God, to connect to one another and to connect to his church at greater levels. And it isn't a program-led or organizational process of connection where we just put on this class or those courses, and I believe in all those things, and they're all good and they all have their uh, right place. But the power to change the world and the power to change our local landscape is inside each and every single one of you and me. It's inside us as individuals. We have to be willing to step up and to answer that call as individuals. The church is designed, I think, to be a movement of people. It's not an organization. It's a movement. It's a movement of people empowered by the Holy Spirit and equipped by the apostles, by the prophets, by the teachers, the pastors, and the evangelists for the works of service, for lives of connection where we can carry the good news of God into the community around us and connect with those around us. And this year, I want to encourage you to begin to go on that journey of connection to begin to do the things that the person you were created to be would do. And as you begin to do those things, you begin to step into that identity. You begin to become that person. God has purposed and chosen every single one of us. 
He has enabled and empowered us and equipped us to connect to him, to connect to the community, to connect to his church. And today he's saying, get on with what I created you to do. Begin the journey. Start becoming who you were created to be. Step into your purpose. Go out from this place and begin to connect with the people I put in your path. I'm going to invite you to stand to your feet. We'll pray, go back into worship.